0: gonna talk about control today. Are we really in control is the question I'm going to be putting to you and I'm gonna be explaining why I don't think this is true and debunking some possible misinformation that you might have about what predeterminism really means and is, as well as some really interesting understandings and ideas about the self, what the self is, what the self really is where it comes from. Which isn't all completely my idea, but it will be helpful to notice these things. It's kind of an interesting idea. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy this episode. This is going to be very, this may be a very long episode depending on how many segments I end up making, but this will probably be one of those episodes that I spend a week making segments on depending on how well the next segment goes and whatnot. So anyways. This is The Specifist, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Welcome to The Specifist. Specify your philosophy and life. Do we really have control? That's the question that we have to answer here. Are we really in control of our lives? Some people will say yes some people will say no and the answer is pretty much mostly a no with some caveats because it's it's more complex than just saying completely no and i'll get into what i mean by this so does free will exist do we have something called free will the answer is it depends on what you mean by free will but the typical understanding i think of free will in this case the answer is no so what does free will really mean And what it really means is to basically have agency over one's thoughts, actions, words, you know, things like this, right? And the reason why I say no, we do not have this, is because of the way in which the mind works with the things that I've managed to observe, as well as understanding what the self really is. We can go into some deeper understanding of what the self is on other episodes, and even perhaps even on this episode itself. But really, what I want to go into is not what the self is, but where the self comes from, in a sense of what the self is as well. Because I think there's a misunderstanding of what the self is. But the the self that exists is, if if such a thing exists, is actually created by your environment. It's created by your family, your society, by the relation between this body, let's say, and, and another body. The other body being my mother and the relationship between this body and some other body. And so it's basically about relations between bodies and between ideas called selves and the amalgamation of all these understandings. Basically, basically what this means is like you have multiple, basically what self equals for most people is a collection of experiences, ideas, understandings, identities, meanings and things like this. That's what most people think of as the self. That's what the self equals. You know, a lot of a lot of teachings and teachers and understandings and religions and and whatnot want to say the self is The soul, it's an eternal thing. It's something that was created before you were born. When you die, you will join some afterlife or you will become the envious or whatever you want to, whatever it is, whatever you believe in, right? But really what the self is, is created. It's not something that's created by you. It's created by its environment. It's created by the understandings caused by its environment. And, and if you look at spiral dynamics, it actually makes a crazy kind of sense because the first stage of spiral dynamics is beige. And beige doesn't have a sense of self. There is no self. There is no self in the senses of finding a place of shelter necessarily. It's more accurate to say impulses like, oh, I need food. Food exists right there. Get it, You know, eat it. That, that almost goes beyond self in in so many ways because you're not you know when you have a self the self attempts to create something more than that like it tries to create like a tribe and a family and then it goes deeper than whatnot but the first step is to create a tribe you know the self it becomes real or at least more real than it was and if you'd like see you can all see this with personal development with like babies When babies are born, they're kind of more stage beige because there is no self. All there is is like impulses, mechanisms, survival mechanisms of the body. Hunger, eat, tired, sleep, if possible, you know, things like this. But then the baby gets a little older and realizes mommy is giving me all these things. Oh, mommy. And then becomes really attached to mommy and then realizes that daddy is also helping with certain things and becomes attached to mommy and daddy and to very close family and things like this which is more stage purple and so we're seeing the development in a sense it's not like a, it's not a completely accurate definition i think but it's helpful to kind of see things in this in this light but yeah we, you you start off with beige and then move to purple with mommy and daddy but then you move to red where you are kind of like becoming a little bit more independent no mine and you know like it's more because the self is becoming stronger, like before the self, if there was a self, is more collectivized, and it's 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 in its beginning stages, in a sense, uh, and so the self is extremely collective. It's almost more accurate to say that the self is a collective self, in a sense, and so, but but red comes along and makes the self. A little bit more defined. It's a little bit more individualized. And that's when the child becomes a little bit more, like, brattier. Like, oh, this is mine, you know. No! You know, the child might start shouting and things like this. Kind of more of a red, uh, impetuous, I don't really know if that's the right word, but you know what I mean, like, childish responses. Because it's, you know, trying to be a little bit more independent and whatnot. But then mommy has to become a little bit more blue, at least partially, and says, no, you need to learn how to respect others and myself and, and, you know, things like this. And so that eventually the child will learn to become more blue, and you won't be needing to tell the child everything. And so you can become a little bit more independent, and you can become more a bit orange-minded with the independence, because the child can do most of the things by itself. It doesn't need to be told to do things. It still may have moments of temper tantrum from stage red attitudes, but overall, it's more blue. It's it's doing everything by the book, by your book that you gave it and whatnot. And then eventually, it goes beyond blue. You know, you can start engineering independent thought in the child a little bit and go, well, yes, this is correct. But you know, when when the child is a little bit older, maybe like more teenage years, it becomes more independent. Thinking, there's more reasoning skills, there's more logical stuff. Basically, my point is that the self is created by the environment that it is in. It isn't something that's that's interacting with the the environment, it's created by it. So you could almost argue that the self doesn't exist because of that, but I think if you do that, you kind of can play this game of, well, the self doesn't exist because it's now created, and it's not something that was there before, you're born and things like this, or and and at least at the very least, when you're born. And so it was created, so it's not a self. Right. If you want to go there, then right road, that's fine. But the only reason why I don't because is because I think it, it explains things more not to do that and to explain it in this way. It it kind of makes you go, Oh, that's that's why this is this way and whatnot. And this goes back into free will versus versus predeterminism because if you are created in this way. How are you free? How do you have free will? Perhaps the argument you could be, you could make is, well maybe when I was younger, I didn't have free will because I wasn't a self, but I was created and now I do. Perhaps you could make that argument, right? There are certain problems with doing this, but one of the big problems of doing this is that it it assumes that you can control certain things that you think you can control. If you believe in free will that you think you can control certain things, your thoughts, your actions your emotions so if you think you can control those things try not to think for five seconds for 20 seconds you won't be able to because the mind is not under your control so you know actions to going into actions the body has does all all kinds of things beyond your control you don't control your heartbeat you don't control your breathing i mean there are techniques to do that but you don't that's something that you have to remember to do. That's something that your program does. Really what we are as selves is a program, a computer program. There's mechanisms, there's scripts that run when certain things go wrong, when certain things go right. Somebody tells you to do something, and you know, things like this. It doesn't mean that these things can't be changed because they can, but their change, it comes from the outside, or from something that you're reading or whatever. The change doesn't come from you necessarily. And what I mean by this is if you had free will. When you were younger. Without any prompting. Without any anything. You could stop your thoughts and your emotions. Quickly. Easily. Simply. Without, a, without any problems. And you can stop your, yourself from being certain ways. But obviously that's not true. Because the... Matter of the fact at hand here is that you're created by your environment. Your environment shapes you what you think you are. And that you're not really a real thing without your environment. That you don't exist. I want to make sure that you understand that this does not mean that things like self-improvement is not possible. It is possible. But it's only possible in certain ways. Like say you didn't know how to calm yourself down in seconds and then you you saw a video that i did two years ago saying how to calm down in seconds you saw that and you learned how to do that easily and quickly and that helped you improve your your anger your anxiety and things like this did you do this or was it done because of the programming or was it done because of your environment? Your environment gave you information, environment being, being in this case, a YouTube video or, you know, the podcast episodes that I do or whatever it is, right? Are you in control of this? Or is it just kind of coming at you and then your 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 program or your mind is responding to that? Perhaps you can argue that your free will is not in necessarily the choices that you make, but the choices you make after you learn these things. But the thing is that you've, all you're learning is a new set of programs. For instance, like a good example to show why I say this is because like, say you have a computer. And it runs a certain program. And you find out that it's, this program is not working properly for whatever reason. You look to see if the program needs updating for whatever reason. I... So you update the program. It works differently now. It works better. It, it doesn't, it's not causing as many problems or whatever. Does that mean that the computer had free will? Does the computer decide to update itself? If it does, it's, it's on an automation. That's a, that's a program. It's it's not deciding on its own to do so. It was, it was created by another program, by some kind of software, by some kind of automation. And so, in the same, same regards. That's what's happening with you. You're learning new information from from me or from other sources or whatever, saying this, saying that, whatever those things are, and you take that information in or you discard it based on your personal programming of the moment. If your programming says that this is a good idea or serves my current agenda or my current belief systems, then I'm going to install this program. If it doesn't, I'm not going to. But then we have to get the other problem of um, levels of priority that programs get. With, with computers, sometimes you'll have programmings running in the background that have less priority than other programs. They get less uh, memory and, and RAM and uh, CPU power. And so r- maybe run less efficiency. And so, so the same thing is true for you. So... Maybe if, if if a programming isn't working up to snuff, or well maybe like say a habit that you're trying to set up like going to the gym isn't paying off, you're not going to the gym, you keep forgetting or whatever, is because that programming is not being used to its maximum capacity by your CPU power or whatever. It's So it's not completely like a computer program, but it, it is very similar in this in this regards because your your mind is a program because all you know all you know you've known from the past even if that past was only like a second ago or half a second ago or whatever i made an episode about this a while back as a long time ago but going into basically how your mind is only past it's only made up of past things and so if your mind is only made up of past things that means that the only programs you have access to you've already downloaded you've already installed and you install them by like certain habits and certain meanings that you 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 get from these ideas that the program gives you or things like this right like so it depends on the programming and things like this and it depends on what it takes to keep up the programming as well so your mind is constructed of programs layered Overlapping programs, some of them contradicting one another, which can cause you problems. Which cause you kind of like this problem where, like, one of the problems you can run into is where you're like all, always struggling. It feels like you're kind of running the candle at both ends. And the reason why is because you have multiple programs that are contradicting each other, but are running at the same time. You know, one program that tells you to meditate, to, you know, and one program tells you to do laundry, one program tells you to, uh, look for a romantic partner, one program tells you not to meditate, because of meditation is annoying, you know, so you have all these contradictory programs, and not just contradictory, but you have so many programs going at the same time, that the, the um uh, the body, In the mind itself can't keep up. And so it's being torn apart by these programs that are running. in your current awareness. So these different programs that are running are causing you problems. They're causing you suffering. They're causing you upset stomachs and stuff. Because there's too many of them going at the same time. Like if you had a computer and five, ten or even like 200 apps were going at the same time, the computer would overload and even crash, you know, because there's too much going at once. You know, you only have so much CPU on your particular system. You only have so much RAM, you only have so many memories, and things like this, right? And while the mind is not a computer, in the strictest sense, it is a computer in a very figurative sense. The computer, in this case, is very different than a computer. Less um, simple. Like, in some ways, a a computer is actually the most simple thing compared to the mind computer. The mind programming. Because the mind is is extremely good, like at a certain level, you know, the mind or biology or the brain or whatever you want to call it is extremely good at creating the programming. Not only creating programming, but creating programming that is sophisticated enough to be called to be fooling yourself into believing that it is conscious you're not conscious right now but when i say that you're going to be like no but david i'm conscious right now i'm telling i'm talking to you you. i'm telling you that i'm conscious you know things like this right but before that you might not have been conscious you were aware of what you're thinking of doing next maybe you're aware of maybe you're thinking about your laundry you were thinking of something else other than what you were observing, what you were listening to with this podcast. That's not consciousness. That's a program that's running automatically in the background while you're listening to this podcast. And I'm not judging you for that. I'm not saying that you're wrong for doing that. I'm just pointing out a pattern a fact that should be plainly, plainly obvious to all of us. But because we have been uh, conned I don't know if I'd say conned, but we have been ...fooled into believing that we are... ...conscious ba- because of philosophy... ...philosophers... ...science... <laughs> ...that we believe, believe that it's true... ...and even more so... we ...a lot of us have the arrogance to believe... ...that animals... ...are... ...less conscious than we are... ...even though there's no real e- way of... ...of uh, proving that... ...I mean there is like the mirror test and things like this... ...but just because the programming... ...can... Act conscious doesn't mean it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely controversial. Because we're talking about. We're basically undoing and destroying all of the illusions. That people have about humanity's consciousness. People believe that they are conscious. That they are actually aware of what is happening. But nine times out of ten. They're not aware of what's happening. 99 times out of 100. They're aware of, like, their thoughts, they're aware of their angers, their moods, their judgments concerning what is happening. But they're not aware of what is happening, or they're not aware that they're aware of their angers, judgments, and moods about what is happening. And they might not even be aware, they might not even have angers and judgments and, and moods about... What is happening, but angers and judgments and moods about what happened in the past or what will happen in the future? They might not even be aware of it at all because they're so caught up in their minds and their angers and their judgments in the first place. That's how very little conscious we have, consciousness we have. You know, in some ways, animals are closer to reality than we are. They still have a programming, but their programming is more physical than mental. I think there's basically two basic types of programming. There's physical and there's mental. The mental programming is actually in some ways stronger than physical programming because it has more to do with mind constructs, which are imaginary. And so they, because of that, uh, have more of of an impression upon you than the present moment. Or... Something you're observing right now. So you're not you're not conscious. I guarantee you that, you that you're not conscious right now. And that when I say that, you're going to be like, but no, I'm conscious. I'm conscious that you said that I'm not conscious. Right? But but that's a trick because of the mind, what it does is it see this is one of the problems with because the mind it's it's very tricky because what it does is let's say I say it again, right? You're not conscious. You are not conscious right now. What it'll do is it'll go. It'll look to the past. It'll look to that memory that says I was not conscious. That 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 looks to what I was saying, saying you're not conscious, and says, but David, I'm conscious right now. <clears throat> when, when really it's not, it's conscious of what was just said, but not conscious of what I'm what is being said right now. And worse. You're not conscious that you're you're not conscious. It's actually a very vicious circle. It's like it's one of those weird things where it's like you you you're you're not conscious. That's that's one level, right? You're focusing on your moods, your your thoughts, your judgments. But at the other level, the deeper, in some ways, the the more of a trap of the level, you're not conscious that you're not conscious. You're unaware that you're unaware, basically. And so here, because of that, what the mind will do is it will fill itself up with memories throughout the day. and then you look at those and go, "Oh, I must have been aware at those times and this time um, without realizing that you weren't aware. You were probably focused on your thoughts, your emotions. And you weren't even aware of your thoughts and emotions. Like, it's one thing to be aware of your thoughts and emotions. Like, it's like one thing to be mindful. That's actually being conscious. <laughs> but most of the time, you're not actually conscious. You're not even conscious of that. The thoughts and emotions are just kind of like happening with awareness. But you're not aware that that's happening. Your awareness, if it exists in that moment, is kind of like within the thoughts and emotions themselves rather than watching them have you ever been so emotional that like you completely block everything that's going on around you like you can do this without emotions as well but it's a little bit more conscious in a sense and someone says actually a little bit less conscious but you know when when you're able to do that that's unconsciousness That's unawareness. That's what I'm talking about here. The only difference is the degree of consciousness in this moment, the the degree of awareness, as well as a degree of self, I guess. Too. What 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 Webner saw as well, which is really really interesting, is that. Like, if you. Normally, what will happen throughout your day, is that, you will be focused on different things like coffee, breakfast you know food and then you know music or whatever it is that you're focused on throughout your day typically but you're not focused on you you're not aware that there is no sense of you so it's kind of a weird thing right like are you aware all of the time is the question i would ask you and the answer would be an obvious no but you're not aware of that you're not aware that you're not aware all the time. And because of that, you you actually have no self in that moment. If there is a self, it's a programmed self. It's programmed in that moment. There is no self there. It's just mechanisms of the mind. I know this kind of contradicts what I was saying in the other earlier part of this episode, but typically when we think of the sense of self, at least when I think of sense of self, I think, Terms like awareness, there is a state or a, not really a state, but like a uh, a sensation, I guess, that's in your head, kind of like in the middle of your head, which uh, is kind of like what I've considered to be the self. That's where your center of consciousness seems to be, right? But the thing about that is, is that that's only true when you're aware of the self when you're not aware, when your mind is doing its normal mechanism, and it's just kind of like machine-like going through the motions of daily life as it usually does, does the self, if it exists, is existing in unawareness. And so if it's existing in unawareness, is it is it really a self? Is there really a self there? And so I want you to th- you know consider the possibility that a self yourself is actually very very mutable in that it actually doesn't exist in all moments of your life this is a very scary thing for people i think because if if people consider this they're, they're afraid that maybe they're they're going to disappear they're going to stop existing but that's already happening you're already having moments where you're you're forgetting about becoming aware like, there's no way of becoming aware all the time. That's what the self really is. If, if you really think about what what I, what the self is... Like, some people want to say the self is, like, ideals and, like, meanings and, like, the meanings you put in life and things like that. But that's not a self. That's programming. That's another program that's running in your mind. Really what self is, is... Uh, the simplest definition I can give is the center of awareness and the reason why i'm getting giving the that defini- definition and not not a definition like oh the self is the identity of the mind and things like this is because the the identity is is the automatic part of your mind it's pro it's the programmed part of your lo- mind it's the part that's unaware and according to like the ideas of, of like sentience and things like this and like consciousness the idea of consciousness is awareness. If you're not aware, but you are manifesting aspects of the self that people think of normally, think of as se- the self, like the self images, like I am here, I am, I am thinking, and thoughts, and, and words, and images, and the body, and things like this. Are you really there? Is there really a self there? Or is the self gone for the moment? But then when you become aware, the self exists again, right? And so I guess I'm, I, I can separate here the differences between self and programming. Because people are, normally what people do is they, they don't do this, they don't make this distinction. And that gets them into a lot of trouble because then when things go, uh, when things don't go according to the programming's plan, the programming goes, no, this is wrong, this is bad. And then because they've made this connection they f- basically fused awareness with self they then think that their life is horrible and their self is horrible and you know things like this right because they don't understand that the program is in charge they're not, a char- they're not in charge. they're done in charge The self is uh, ha- hardly aware most of the time normally on a scale to like of of 1 to like 1000 your awareness is probably at like a, a 1 at most if that because your awareness is barely there your awareness is is like it's usually not there because it's not focused it's because your mind automatic programming is 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 running the show most of the time and so really to be more accurate your awareness dial is probably more at like a 0.3 or a 0.5 if that even, but that's, that's being generous here, but I'm just, you know, giving you examples. Because the, the self is meetable. So there's a really good book that goes into this, actually, this, this topic of we are not conscious. called The Psychology of Man's Possible Evolution. It's a really good book. It's kind of a small book, but it it has a lot of, it packs a lot of punch for, for such a small book. Um, and it's a really good read. If I, I'd recommend you read it if you're interested. So, you know, the awareness the difference between like the, the programming and what most people call the self, which is really programming and awareness. The reason why I don't call the programming awareness is because a computer is not called self aware, a cat is not called self-aware Just because a cat can do things and can scratch it it's uh scratched itself and all this kind of stuff doesn't mean self-aware that comes later my position here is that we are not self-aware most of the time and so we're not we're about as good as cats as far as that goes like I said, the, the programming can simulate self-awareness extremely well because it does have some things that cats seem not to have, like language and thoughts and, and you know, mind chatter and things like this. But this, that's, that doesn't symbolize awareness. That symbolizes a very sophisticated programming because, after all, computers use language. Computers have thoughts in a sense. Um, their thoughts are programmed thoughts, like run this software here, you know, configure this software there, you know, things like this. Um, you know, with with a computer software, it's less sophisticated in some ways than than a mind software, but it's very much a software. Nonetheless, going back into the whole self is created by its environment. Think there was a good article that was explaining this. and It was like really interesting to me to read this article. If I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. And it has a very interesting element of truth to it because... If you are yourself, that was that was around before you were born, or when you were born, if you believe that you, a self before you were born, why do you not remember it? Why do you not remember anything, from when you were born, or before? Even as a kid, like most of the thing, most of your memories from kid ch- childhood is gone because it's not, it wasn't strong enough in your in your memory. Or, you know, I think there was a, um, I read somewhere that at a very young age, the mind starts getting rid of the memories of those ages at a certain time because they are almost useless now or something. It's kind of interesting. Um, And so that's part of it, sure. But the, the programming is not itself. It may seem like this, out, but it's not. But you still might have arguments against this. It's like, well, what about like me changing my mind, my thoughts? You know, you know, changing the way I do the things that I've always done. You know, and my answer to that is, people have always been able to reconfigure programs to to work better and more efficiently. They are called updates. So you just updated your software. You're at like, you know, maybe 7.0 or 8.0 or something. Um, And so you're updating the software to such an extent that you have become more than what you were two years ago, ten years ago. And that's a grand thing that's a great thing right I'm not denying that I'm not saying it's wrong or that it doesn't matter or means nothing I'm not going to say that I'm never going to say that because it does what I am saying is that that, that is not the self that is not awareness that is not self-awareness unless it is mindfulness unless you, you become a little bit more mindful every day then you become more self more self-aware otherwise most people what they do throughout their day their automatic actions makes them less aware and so in my opinion that makes you a very beautiful self the self appears one moment and then disappears for like two hours appears for another couple moments and disappears for another three hours you know things like this um and so the self doesn't exist or is very mutable. In its quality. It's a very radical understanding. But I'm one of those people, like, when it comes to any any understanding, who will dump old understandings in favor of new ones if they make more sense. I've always been like that, especially in the past couple of years, because Otherwise, what you do is you stick to your same programming and you don't change. You don't grow, you don't learn, and you don't understand, and you don't become aware. Because in some ways, when you can change your programming, you, you become a little bit more aware. It's not, it's not, there's no substitution for becoming mindful, but it helps a little bit at a time to change things. And you become a little bit more aware for a time and then you, you will fall back into automatic activity after that, but you will become a little bit more aware at that time. Um, until the program can adapt and return, returns back into activity again, and into the automatic activity that it's always doing. Do the dishes, clean the floors, do the laundry, do this, do that, do that, you know complain about the dog barking in the neighbor's yard you know things like this right mind is always doing things mind is always programming itself improving itself for those who are in spirituality and self improvement mind is always improving itself but just because the program can reconfigure itself change itself even drastically doesn't mean it's not a program um, and the program is always working, it's always running. And the awareness, the, the more aware you become, the less the programming happens. Not necessarily completely, like there are times where you like notice that your programming is running, you become aware and then you notice it's still running, like despite the fact that you're 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 aware but i think it becomes a little bit less if you become aware it it, it's, it, it uh, loosens the, sh- the strength that it has upon you to a certain degree because your your self is now active my argument here is that the self is actually wiser than the programming you know if you're aware for instance that like your programming is causing you suffering and different problems, and if you are aware that your programming is causing more unawareness, which is causing ignorance, because unawareness equals ignorance in a lot of cases, would you stop that programming, or would you try and change it, or whatever? The answer is, you'd probably try and change it as um, unless the programming takes hold again, and then you, you fall back into ignorance. An illusion, um, or delusion. You know, there is also like that as well. <laughs> there is a bit of a difference, like illusion. It, it's it's kind of complex, but illusion is something that that is there, but is misperceived as something that it isn't. Like a knot is not a separate thing from a rope. But it is perceived to be that. A, del- a delusion. A delusion is something that isn't there, but is perceived to be there. You know, like your you might have delusions about your relationships and about you know, permanence and things like this. With illusions, you can notice their illusions and they become reality. The illusion disappears. But with delusions, if you notice, they're delusions. It's not as it may not be enough, like because the delusion is, is extremely strong, and so it holds on. Because the only reason why their delusion is there in the first place is because the programming is is holding on to it. it, is keeping it in place as much as possible, which is causing struggle, struggle and suffering, and all kinds of problems. Um. So yeah, anyways, I think I will just end it here, maybe in a future episode, I might go into how to figure the programming, but for now, I think we're just going to leave it there, and uh, talk to you in the next episode.